Welcome to the AnthroArt Podcast, a space of anthropological insight connected to real-life situations. Here we explore topics of social inequality and inclusion, sustainability and the social self. We aim to bring a more nuanced understanding of our world and its challenges, but also inspiration and ideas on how to solve them together. We hope you enjoy it. The Night Shift, a text written by Julius Caesar McQuarrie for Antro Art, read by Daniel Popa. The nadir point stands for the lowest level of activity of the human body during the 24-hour biological cycle. It varies from one individual to another, but one could reach this point somewhere between 2 and 6 a.m. During that time, I often felt like I was losing my balance and my whole body was going numb. There were strange sensations physical and mental, as if the ground was running away from under my feet. As I could hear my body screaming, I wanted so badly to stop and lie down, but I couldn't because I had to carry crates and bags several times with a client on my trail. I heard about the nadir point and experienced it for the first time in my life during night shifts and night ethnography. Most ethnographic research projects are conducted during the day but such an approach is less suitable for understanding societies that operate 24-7. For some time, but especially while researching night manual labor, a precarious form of labor that ensures the continuity of contemporary capitalism, I began experimenting with different methods of conducting ethnographic research during the night. I started from the most common ethnographic method, participatory observation to which I added corporeal, temporal and audiovisual components as my research advances. I got a job as a porter in London's New Spitalfields Night Market, UK's largest fruit and vegetable market. I worked six nights a week for seven months, night shifts starting at 10 p.m. and lasting from nine and a half to 16 hours. Then I worked another two months in a coffee shop, also at night, observing the market from the perspective of those who supported the manual workers socially, with equally tired smiles and food, in fact, more with energy drinks. When you're only doing the night shift, your everyday life is very different. You live according to the rhythms opposite to those of a society that works during the day and sleeps at night. While I worked the night shift, The nocturnal rhythm required me to be alert and active at night and sleep during the day. The nocturnal sleep of 7-8 hours was replaced by 4-5 hours of daytime sleep. I got up in the evening, not in the morning, and worked at night. My meal times were reversed and my appetite decreased. I started having my first meal around midnight, then if the very alert pace of work allowed me, I would have a snack around 2 or 3 a.m. Many times I ate on the go, or rather on the run, because it was crowded, the company I worked for had no space where the porters could eat, and there were no clearly defined breaks that the management respected. After one or two hours of commuting back home, I would have my first meal at around lunchtime, not sure if it was lunch or breakfast. I only had Saturday night off and sometimes slept until Sunday afternoon, which was rare for me because I changed my circadian rhythm. I spent my nights at the frantic pace imposed by market traders, walking an average of 8.2 kilometers per night, 
within the market and covered a total of 2,310 kilometers during my year of nocturnal ethnography research at New Spitalfields Market on night shifts only. I drank, like all the other workers in the market, a lot of energy drinks. I worked around 63 hours a week, 77.4 hours away from home, including travel time, averaging 2.4 hours each round trip. In contrast, the legal full-time limit of working hours for manual workers is up to 40 hours per week from Monday to Friday in 8-hour shifts. In the case of a porter, his body is the main tool for performing the work. Every night I lifted and carried around 500 kilos of fruits and vegetables, if not more. In addition, I handled and pushed a manual forklift loaded with pallets of one or two tons of goods. Measurements with the Pacer Pedometer Digital app, video recordings and field notes indicate that I began to feel the effects of these changes physically and mentally from the first month in the field. I included here three vignettes from my field diary, one about the first night shift, the second about the hysteresis effect, and the third about the longest night market shift. Vignette number one, January 29, 2015. New Spitalfields, first night shift. Time slept during the day, 4.5 hours. Distance covered during the night, 13 kilometers. Duration of the night shift, 9.5 hours from 1 to 10.30 a.m. Shuttle duration, 1 hour and 50 minutes each way. I'm doing well during the night shift considering that it's my first. However, after the journey back from the market, I feel my mind and body slowing down. It's 11.55. I'm getting ready to eat breakfast around lunchtime for the regular people. And I'm just thinking about how to eat faster so I can get into bed and sleep. Still, I'm super happy that I managed to stay awake on my first night shift and then travel home for over an hour without falling asleep on the bus or subway. Vignette number 2. February 29, 2015. New employer. Time slept during the day, 4.5 hours. Distance covered during the night, 15 kilometers. Duration of the night shift, 9.5 hours from 1 to 10.30 a.m. Shuttle duration, 1 hour and 40 minutes each way. It's Sunday evening and I'm getting ready to leave home for my first night shift with the new employer. In the living room, my flatmates, an Italian couple, an Austrian and a Polish, are preparing to serve dinner. A friend came from France to visit her friends in London, including me. I grip the handlebars tightly as I wish them bon appétit. Tonight's scene, two months after starting the field, made me feel more acutely than ever the isolation and the lack of socializing with the people I knew before starting the research. Since becoming a night shift worker, I have had to constantly turn down invitations from my flatmates and London friends that I knew prior to this research. Vignette number 3 April 29, 2015. Still awake. I hacked into the Nadir point. Time slept during the day, 4 hours. Distance covered during the night, 16 kilometers. Duration of the night shift, 11 hours. From 11 p.m. to 9 a.m. Shuttle duration, 2 hour round trip. 
Most sales take place between midnight and 3 a.m. Afterwards, the pallets are moved from the central aisle to the company's stand, covering it almost entirely. Porters are already tired. This is the nadir time, when people are at the lowest energy level in their 24-hour circadian cycle. However, in the market, 3 a.m. has its own rhythm, with supervisors and managers forcing the manual laborers to continue working. The remaining orders are processed and the goods prepared and sent to the customers. The nadir point is completely ignored. Any last bit of energy left in the workers' bodies must be squeezed out as far as the employers are concerned. I felt off my feet a few times because my knees gave way and my legs buckled against my will. My eyes closed as I sat and read out loud the customer's order, who then asked me if I was okay. But after a few months of working the night shift, it was easier to bear and I had learned a few tricks from my colleagues on how to get through the nadir. But that unmistakably nadir lethargy occurred every morning between 4 and 6 a.m. in my case. I often experienced loss of balance during that time and I was recovering only at the crack of dawn. When I started working the night shift in the market, I weighed 83.2 kilos. After a month, I reached 79.4 kilos. My body only partially adapted. It was like a psychological shock to my system. Not only did I reverse my behavior and daily habits, but also the shock that I felt in my body night after night. I remember the pain I felt when I overloaded my body with weights that put pressure on my joints, muscles and ligaments. I can still see my palms and fingers swollen and bruised from grabbing, twisting and lifting packages and crates. I can still feel the dry skin on my hands, peeling around the cuticles, because I was handling the packaging without gloves. Wearing gloves in this masculinized workplace would have been a sign of weakness, which I tried to hide despite the constant discomfort. I felt pain physically as well as mentally. I had started to fear the break because during a break of 15 to 20 minutes, the body would relax and refuse to readapt to the alert rhythm after the break. It refused the pain. Resuming work after the break was always very painful, even more painful than if I had worked continuously. The same thing happened when I took a week off to do a forklift driver course. On the one hand, I rested and it was good, on the other hand, after returning to the porter's rhythm, I felt torn and crushed by the 500 kilos of crates and vegetables and fruits that I usually carried in one night. Isolation and social alienation followed the psychological shock. I became a kind of ghost, too tired to live up to social expectations or want to have a social life anymore. And I also disappeared from the social horizon of many because I lived on a different rhythm than theirs. I experienced what Bourdieu calls the hysteresis effect, a maladapted habituation to events or experiences felt by night shift workers in call centers in India who work for customers in the US whom they never physically meet. I felt the absence of loved ones and acquaintances whom I could not see throughout that year, even though we lived in the same time zone with the same magnitude. One of my new work colleagues, a porter in new spittle fields like me, said to me, people are not made to work at night, they are made to work during the day. I fully experienced this strange sense of isolation 
from the people I knew before I began my nocturnal ethnography. When they ate their dinner, I prepared my lunch. When they went out, I went to work. On Sundays, when they barbecued in the garden, I would sleep to recover from a week of work and prepare myself physically and mentally for the next. If I went to dinner, I had to try not to fall asleep in the middle of a conversation. If I wanted to participate in some social or cultural event, I was always on the run. I heard and saw nothing of what happened in London during that year I did ethnographic research at night. And I noticed week after week how on Sunday evenings my colleagues, especially those who had families, returned to work already tired. They were spending their only day off Sunday with their family, but the price they paid was very high. They felt it physically every week in their exhausted bodies. Colleague told me that night work eats away at your life. Without knowing it, without living it, the years pass you by. After a year in new spittle fields, I understood in my own body how precarity takes a corporeal form. My contribution to the specialist discussions about the precariousness of manual labor conditions consists in pointing out the aspects of the existential conditions of precariousness. In this piece, I therefore try to articulate in writing the bodily experiences of pain and exhaustion, along with the isolation and social alienation from both society and their own families that these night workers feel night after night. Some, especially migrant workers, feel them year after year because they do not have the cultural and social capital to get out of the trap of the night shift. These experiences are produced by the contemporary system of capitalism which knowingly manipulates the human 24-hour circadian rhythm squeezing the last drop of energy from exhausted bodies in the rush to accumulate capital. But for the surrounding society, these experiences remain unknown. Even though night shift workers are indispensable in a society that consumes and produces incessantly, they remain invisible, hidden to the eyes and minds of people who live their lives according to natural circadian rhythms.